Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. Have you ever wondered if it was possible to communicate with those that have passed on, those that were close to you? Have you wondered if perhaps they are trying to communicate with you? Have you had certain synchronicities show up in your life that make you just go, hmm, I wonder if that's a message. I wonder if that's some sort of symbol that they're still around me. Well, that is one of the the themes of the issues for 1111 Magazine this year. The next issue to be released is March 1st on Stepping into Synchronicity, and there are some powerful interviews featuring Deepak Chopra, Ram Das, Keisha Crowther, and my very special guest today, John Holland. John Holland is the author of the best-selling Born Knowing, and he's become one of the top psychic mediums and spiritual teachers who regularly lectures throughout the United States and throughout the world. His public demonstrations provide audiences with a rare glimpse into the fascinating subject of mediumship, which he delivers with his unique style, combining subtle humor with the capacity to link to the other side with clarity and passion. He starred in several TV specials, including A&E's Mediums, We See Dead People, which provided a fascinating insight into how John works as a psychic time machine, where he's able to pick up vibrations and detailed information, whether it's seen, felt, or heard from a past event. He's also starred in his own pilot, Psychic History, for the History Channel. And, of course, I'm sure you've all seen him on television in the past, which is where I first came to know of John Holland and just got very, very connected to him. He has his own internet radio show on Hay House Radio called Spirit Connections, so you can also connect to him there. But he's here on 1111 Talk Radio today to talk about Spirit Whisperer, which is an amazing book, and I can say very timely in my life because a lot of aha moments and a lot of beautiful stories came through that that really touched my heart. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome John Holland to 1111 Talk Radio. Hi, Simran. Hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're quite welcome. As I was reading through the book in the introduction, I'd like to give people first kind of an, uh, a little knowing as to how you came to be doing this work in case they're not as familiar with you. I know you had a near-fatal automobile accident, and that yes. totally changed your life. And it started this ripple effect, which would lead you to then affect thousands and thousands of lives over the years and then bring you to writing this book. Tell me a little bit about how you were catapulted onto this path and eventually becoming a spirit whisperer. Well, 
It really was uh, being catapulted. I, I was always like this, Simran, as a, as a child, very sensitive, like most people are, and more and more kids are being born um, psychic or intuitive, and uh, kids are uh, being born aware. And back in the early 60s when I was born, there was no books really around for psychic children or television shows, and I was the different one out of the, this Irish-Italian Catholic family. I was the different one, um, definitely out of my siblings, and uh, my parents used to look at me, you know, strangely, and I used to say things I couldn't possibly have known if someone was sick or if someone was going to suddenly surprise us with a visit or um, the dreams that I had or seeing spirit people in my bedroom thinking they were dreams. So that's what I was like as a child. But I, And in the book, The Spirit Whisper, I talk about this, how any, a kid in society who's any kid who's different, the other children make them feel different, society makes them feel different, so I hid that ability as a child. I didn't want to be the strange one or called names like I was. So I hid the ability, and then years later, I always had the ability but never did anything with it. My friends knew I had it. And years later, much years later, I was in Los Angeles living there, and the accident is what changed my life. Um, it turned my life around, and it was my wake-up call. And Simon, I really believe that you get a few wake-up calls in your life. You don't get many, but that was my wake-up call, and it straightened out my life. And when that happened, that's when the abilities that I pushed away were so amplified where I couldn't ignore them anymore. So I read metaphysical books my whole life. I studied with other psychics um, when this happened, and I wanted to know, how is this happening? What are the mechanics of psychic ability? How, why does this happen, and how do I shut it off? And right away, of course, all my friends said, you, you, gotta, you should start doing readings. I didn't want that responsibility. People don't realize the responsibility of doing this work is overwhelming. People's lives, people's lives are in my hands. Well, and absolutely, John, and one thing before you go any further that I'd like to touch back on was that was a wake-up call, and, and so often we all have that. And yes. the real purpose of those wake-up calls are to really start asking ourselves the questions and get conscious and start looking at our lives to make the appropriate steps and changes to really get on our path. One thing that you wrote in the introduction, which I think is very powerful for every listener, was you wrote, when you follow your path, the purpose of being all that you can be, namely a divine being who uses all their talents, gifts, and abilities to help others, you'll start to notice doors opening in your life, offering you choices and new directions. So that's what started happening for you when you said yes. When I said yes, and someone may get into a fender bender, Simran, or an accident, and they say, wow, was I lucky. Were you? Um, yes, you were. Was it, did you have some help? But if someone gets into an accident, that's your way of saying, okay, not just, oh, this guy hit me. It's, it's a way to, it's a, a, that kind of event, wake-up calls, whether it's that, a relationship breaking up or something else, um, being fired, it's a chance to stop and say, what am I doing? Where am I going? Yeah, so that's what I did, and once I did that, all the abilities happened. I started studying. People from the other side started showing up. Synchronistic events, which I'm talk, talking about, led me to England for two and a half years to study with mediums over there. My work closed. Someone rented my apartment. I didn't have to pay for my rent. I got a visa I wasn't supposed to get. So one thing led to another, and when I was ready to write, and the, the Spirit Whisper was like my fifth book, Doors, I mean, doors started to open because I was following what I was supposed to be doing. As much as I tried to run from it, there was always somebody there or an, or a, an event that would happen. And I followed those events. And I never said, well, oh, how weird is that that I got this? I knew I was being guided. And I really believe if you follow, my purpose 
everyone's purpose is to be all that you can be, a divine being, just like you said, sharing your talents, gifts, and ability. My purpose is not to be a medium. And yours is not to be a publisher or the mayor, not to be a mayor. It's using their gifts, talents, and ability as that mayor, as you as a publisher and a radio host and me as a medium, to help people. Well, and the the book opens up with a powerful quote from you, and it's when you are truly ready to listen, then and only then will you hear, truly hear. Yes. And and I thought that was amazingly powerful because it did lead to you writing your first book, which was Born Knowing, which was seven years ago. And in the introduction, you say that you feel like a different man now than you were then. What have you learned for yourself over the years of doing this work? Wow, you are good. You are good. A lot of people don't ask me that. You are a really good interviewer. I learned that I'm just a man, that I'm not a machine, that I can't do it all, that I'm also flesh and blood, and that I need to take time for myself. Um, I learned that I will continue to do this, and as the years went by, Born Knowing came out in 2003, eight years later, I've learned that I may do mediumship my whole life. I mean, that's my goal. That's my, that's my, pur- that's my purpose, sharing that gift, being all that I can be. But I've learned that I'm definitely um, going to teach um, even more. I've, done this, I've, I've taught this subject. Uh, people respect me. I have a good name in the business, so I'm definitely going to uh, teach more. But realized that it's okay to ask for help. It's, I'm, I'm just a, because a lot of people put me on a pedestal, and they have to realize I'm just flesh and blood like you. I'm just a man. But, um, yeah, so knowing uh, my limitations and uh, teaching is what I've learned. And through all the clients and the demonstrations, I'm honored. I I am truly blessed that I'm getting to do this work. Oh, it's amazing work. I mean, just and the way you touch lives and the stories that go through this book. I mean, so many of the stories got me to tears. Just just reading them, they touch the heart. When you... Uh, you also wrote that you had to get out of your own way. And a lot of people don't know how to do that, John. They don't know what that means, or they don't know how to step aside from their own ego or their own control. So can you tell me what that looked like for you? What was getting out of your own way? Getting out of my own way was getting out of the psychological slavery of um, I was in, in power of the soul, inside wisdom for an outside world, I almost didn't do this work, one, because of people's judgments, two, the psychological slavery, which I call that in Power of the Soul, I'm not good enough. What will other people think of me? Um, Who do I think I am? Uh, People will laugh. I had to get out of that psychological slavery, and they taught me in England, too, Simran, that if you do the work, I'm not just a... I didn't just get into the accident and try to step on stage. I studied and studied and studied. And they teach you about the ring of power. When you're up there on stage, not every medium or psychic is going to do this from the stage, and that's fine. There's plenty of people that do it privately that can help in so many ways also. But they, they, imagined, they said, John, imagine there's a circle around you, and it's your time. It's your power of protection. So when I went up there, that's when I let go of the judgment. And when I got out of my way and letting go of what other people think of what I'm doing up there, because... There are more believers in the audience out of the 4,000, 5,000 that I've lectured in from, or right down to 50 people. More people want help. More people want to believe. I let go of the judgment, and that's when I got out, everything. When I got out of the way, I let the judgment go of being nervous what people will think or I'm not good enough. I earned that time to do this. I studied it. That's when the mediumship kicked up another level. And it's the, the evidence that if people see me, it's, uh, it can get quite right there, and it has to be coming from the other side because it's too specific. So get well, out of your way. 
and and we really are those instruments. I mean, we're here to express creativity, and we're here to be works of art. But I think we get so attached to our body and our identity that we believe in that we forget that that everything's really just to come through us, not really, not really us be in control of it and make it happen. That's you know that's my new thing. I'm saying now when when I see someone in the audience, and I've been doing this work 17 years now, 18, 17, 18 years. When I see someone in the audience with the look on their face, their arms crossed, who was dragged there by someone because they had nothing else to do, and they're, and they're very skeptical, I understand that. That's fine. But I try to tell people, look, this is not coming from me. It's coming through me. So if I'm getting some, this is not, when I'm trying to give evidence of something that they're trying to get me to say from the other side, it's not coming from me. So that's why I tell the person with the cross, look. This is not coming from me. I'm not trying to make you believe. It's coming through me. What's with the rubber duck? And you know what I mean? Or what's, yeah. with, what's with this, you know, um, lots of evidence come through. So work with me. Don't feed me the information, but try to, try to help me figure out what they're trying to show me specifically. And my guest today is John Holland. He is the author of numerous books, including Power of the Soul, Psychic Strengths, Born Knowing, and now Spirit Whisperer. Being one of the most respected psychic mediums and spirit messengers on the world stage, he was born with an inner sense of knowing, knowing that he was the different one in the family. As a naturally gifted psychic medium, he studied metaphysics all his life, spending over two intensive years in England, training and working with some of the top psychic mediums. He received confirmation of his special psychic abilities after a near-fatal accident when he was 30 years old, when this unique skill was amplified and brought to the surface. You can connect with John Holland at johnholland.com and definitely order his book, Spirit Whisperer. We'll be right back with John Holland and learn a little bit about spiritualism. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. What I want to be when I grow up by Johnny Mike. Dad, it's John. I got the promotion. 
You'll call him John Jr. You'll speak over 500 million words in your lifetime, but none of them will be as important as the words you use to tell your six-year-old he has cancer. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. How many of you were the different ones in the family? The ones that always wondered, how come I can feel things, see things, know things that the rest of them don't seem to notice? My guest is John Holland, author of the best-selling Born Knowing. He has become one of the top psychic mediums and spiritual teachers who regularly lectures throughout the United States and other parts of the world. His public demonstrations provide audiences with rare glimpses into the fascinating subject of medianship. And his new book chronicles his life as a medium over the past seven years, and that is entitled Spirit Whisperer. If you get this book, you're going to find a collection of wonderful stories and also a lot of great topics such as the rise of mediumship, principles of spiritualism, how to have animal communication, how to deal with the sensitive child, and how to answer some of the questions that you might have about love and signs and symbols. So I definitely recommend you connect with John Holland at johnholland.com and order The Spirit Whisperer. John, you have a statement that you have written, which is all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, that's it's not my statement, but it is a statement that's out there. People realize when they go to a, uh, you know what's similar, which is funny, I'll go to a party where people don't know me, and that's nice, that's good, and I'll be, I'll be there enjoying myself, and then the subject comes up, and someone may slip and say what I do, and when I tell them I'm a medium, you know, someone will come up and show me their palm, so they don't know, or they, uh, they'll joke, and I'll, they'll say, you're a medium, I'm a large, you know, and they'll joke <laughs> about it, but uh, every psychic uh, every medium is psychic because you have to use the psych- your psychic equipment to be a medium. So every medium is psychic. Not every psychic is a medium. A psychic is someone who gets the information from your aura, your space, your past, your present, your potential future. So they're getting it from around you, um, your aura. Mediums get it directly from the other side. So when I'm with someone, I-, I am not linking with the person in front of me. I'm linking with the person on the other side. So that's what that means. And so psychics perceive, mediums receive. Receive. Wow, that's, that's, an, that's a really wonderful distinction to make for people because I don't know that people really knew the difference. A lot of people don't know the difference. Right. And, and they don't know what to do with that information when they get it from one source or the other. So is the information very differently? Is, is the psychic information something that's really coming from our higher self or where we are in our perspective of our life at that time? And then the information that's coming through a medium is really other uh, beings that have passed on or guides that are able to see our life from a different place. Absolutely, absolutely. And that was the hardest thing. I started off doing psychic readings, um, doing psychic work, 
The mediumship didn't happen until two years into doing readings for people psychically. People would come to see me about their lives, their work, relationships, and I would, that's a psychic level. Two years into doing the work, people on the other side started to show up. So I was still dealing with doing, being a psychic and you know, all that goes with that and still judging myself. And now I'm seeing people and talking to people on the other side, not like they show on television. People have to let go of that. It's not like you see on TV. But I had to learn the distinction because I couldn't tell, is this psychic or is this mediumship? If someone was seeing a psychic and a, per, and a woman walks in who lost her mother, not knowing, uh, and she had her mother on her mind, thinking, mom, 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 the psychic may pick up that thought and say, yo, your mother's here, when in fact it's just the thought of that woman. Um, or, you see what I mean? So yes. you are getting it from that person and mediumship directly from those on the other side because people from the other side who they weren't even expecting to come through, who they didn't know will come through, and aren't they never met, and then they go and validate it with the, the mother um, who's the sister of the aunt that passed away. I still find this work fascinating. I, I, when I do this work, I step back in my head and I go, whoa, and I give them the credit on the other side. I'm just the mailman. I deliver, but they're the ones that have to get me the information. So I find it amazing. Well, and it is fascinating, and to, you know, there's so many people out there that are saying, "I want these gifts, and I want those gifts," and I, I, I think that there's so much beauty to the gifts, but I also think that people might not realize that there are also some challenges that come with the gifts. Um, probably initially, uh, you may not have known how to turn it off. Absolutely, absolutely, and there's three kinds of psychics, Simran. There's someone who, um, who's very sensitive. Who's, um, who's at the mercy of their environment and the people around them. Um, they don't know why they're feeling um, all of a sudden um, uh, depressed or moody, when in fact it could be someone around them. So that's that kind of psychic who's unaware and they're a victim of their environment. The second is a person who knows they're kind of intuitive um, and they get information once in a while. The third kind of psychic is someone that knows the equipment, knows how it, how's it works, and knows how to use it and turn it on and shut it off. So they become the master of their ability. The ability does not become the master of them. Uh, now, how important is it for you to do your own personal inner work? Does that affect the degree of clarity you have for other people or your degree of which you can see? Absolutely. And uh, when I'm on stage, and uh, like if um, I just did an event that was 2,000 people, I try to get my, I try to go quiet before, you know, I go on, but I don't go into a deep meditation like I, you know, when I first started in development, like for an hour. You don't have that luxury. I, I guess you could, um, but I'm like getting up and I'm flying, and so I will just get on my knees, say the Our Father, pray, um, and what happens is I say, let them be loud on the other side, let people understand my will to thy will. So that's my little getting out of the way. But what happens is, no matter what's going on in my life, Simran, uh, my mom's been very sick, or uh, you've got a family issue, or, or anything, I have to put everything aside about John aside so they can come through, and, and, it, and it works. So I always, I, sometimes I use a lot of humor in my work because I have to raise the energy of the room, and laughter helps. And I always tell people, when I do these two or three hours, thank you so much uh, for letting me be here with you because you got me out of my life for at least a couple of hours. Well, and I find that when I'm coaching people, I tend to always attract clients that will help me see 
the next issue of my own inner work sure. that I'm ready to work in with. Is that the same thing that happens with you? Do you encounter people that help you see the next issue of your own personal work that you have Absolutely. to go through? Absolutely. When you're reading for someone, too, um, not just mediumship, but also on a psychic level, too, um, they may have an issue in, in their life, and then after the reading, you're like, wow, I swear that reading was for me, myself. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you do. You do learn from other people's readings, and um, I'll always be a student, and people think, but you know so much. I'll always be a student, and the day I say that I know it all, it's time for me to, to stop doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Well, it's called Earth School for a reason. <laughs> We're on Earth School. Now, I know in the very first instance when you started to have your first visuals, uh, it was in the case of Maury, and she was speaking to you, and all of a sudden her aunt showed up in her very colorful clothing because she was colorblind, and yes. that was how she dressed. And and she spoke of a diamond, and, and Maury was just you know so shocked because she was wearing the diamond. But there was something that took place, and you used the word quickening. Yes. And that word is used a lot. Uh, these days through a lot of people, but I don't know that it's always explained. Can you give an understanding as to what the quickening really means? The quickening, it's, um, I assume something happens to me, um, and some of the footage you can see on YouTube, too. Um, I'm talking to someone, telling them how I work, and then when those on the other side come through, I seem to speed up. My speech speeds up. Sometimes I pace on stage. Even though they train me to try to stay in one place, I can't. I'd, I think I'd explode. So um, the quickening for me is it's a higher vibration. I think every, all my cells and my aura, everything is just speeding up because I tell people, for me to do this work, I have to raise my energy and those on the other side lower theirs. That's why we don't see them because they're vibrating so high we can't see them. I raise my energy, they lower theirs. And I don't mean just by pacing. I mean by uh, whether it's meditation music, inspiration, I raise my energy, they lower theirs, and then there's a blending process. Then the link happens, or I'll say, oh, there's a gentleman here who feels like an elderly man, and, and then I will start seeing, hearing, and feeling what they're trying to send me. And then in, in the book, The Spirit Whisperer, when, you, when the story is being written about, about Maury, she talks about replaying the tape, and that there's yes. portions of the tape that are like in a very high-pitched voice or almost inaudible, uh, in, in a sense that she can't make out the words, that they went into hyperspeed. That's that high vibration of their communication? I believe so, because I believe that those on the other side, too, um, a lot of psychic phenomena um, happens with electricity, because their energy those on the other side are energy, and electrical items here can be affected. It's easy for them to do that. But I thought it was cool when uh, the, the parts where I was linking with her great aunt, um, that, the, that um, we both sound like Mickey Mouse. And then when it was over, you hear our voice, and she sent me the tape to prove it to me. So, you know, like, like I said... I love stuff like that. Well, and it's very interesting, and, and a lot of people don't realize that sometimes when we hear that high-pitched sound in one ear, yes. that, that is actually uh, guides or angels or a high-vibration communication that's coming in through us. It's not just that we've got an ear problem. Sometimes it's an ear problem, but, exactly. but in many cases it's not that. Now, you have one chapter that's on the principles of spiritualism, yes. and I'd like for you to talk about that. Is this a religion, a philosophy? Um, is it 
basically the laws of the universe just re, uh, restated. And I guess we're running out of time for this segment, so we'll have to talk about this uh, starting with the next segment. Okay. Um, so if you'll prepare for that, then I'd appreciate it. I'm with John Holland, and his latest book is Spirit Whisperer. If you have not connected with him before and read Born Knowing or Power of the Soul, I urge that you get those as well. But definitely read Spirit Whisperer and start to discover his story and maybe your own in mediumship and spiritualism and all of the different ways that you can communicate, whether it is the child sensitivity or the animal communication. You can connect with John Holland at johnholland.com, where you'll find out more about different workshops, group readings, events that are going on, and other ways to connect with him and many of his works, johnholland.com. You can also find out more about him in the next issue of 1111 Magazine. The March issue is Stepping into Synchronicity, and there are powerful interviews with John Holland, Deepak Chopra, Ram Dass, and Keisha Crowther. We'll be right back with John Holland. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. We need to schedule a bone we'll need to perform a surgical Urinary biopsy. MIBG After you hear your child has cancer, chances are you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CureSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. 
You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Scottish medium Albert Best says, We can't convince anybody of anything. We can only sow a seed. The greatest thing we can do is stimulate people to find out more for themselves. We can take away the pain of loss, but if we have taken away the fear of death, if we have given hope where there has been none before, then we have done something worthwhile. John Holland says that pretty much says it all. And that's the work that he does. His desire is to help people reach a level where they have peace, where they have understanding, where they have connection, where they have hope, and where they have a deeper value for themselves and the knowing that there are people on the other side that are cherishing them as much as as the ones on this side are cherishing. I'd like to welcome back John Holland. You can connect with him at johnholland.com and we are speaking about Spirit Whisperer and I'd ask you the question about the principles of spiritualism and I'd like you to go into what those are, John, if possible. Right. When I went to, when when the mediumship started happening, Simran, um, back God, when I was uh, 16, 17 years ago, every book I read was, seemed to be on spiritualism, which I never heard of. And spiritualism started in, the, in America. It is a, it's a philosophy. Um, some people call it a religion. And it simply means their belief is the continuity of life, that life does go on. So when I was reading these books from England, um, it was all from spiritualists. And I said, okay, how could I... I'd love to go to England, and that's when the synchronistic events started happening. I stepped on a person's foot. Where are they from? England. Got to go over there. And I studied mediumship in the spiritualist churches. Spiritualism started here, 1800s, but took off in the U.K. and stayed there. There's, there's so many spiritualist churches. There's some in America also. So spiritualism, their philosophy, their belief is the continuity of life. And they came up with a, uh, some... Um, Principles in this in this this seven and the first principle the fatherhood of God uh, it's the study of nature that is by trying to understand the laws of cause and effect which we talk about now you know the law of attraction uh, the brotherhood of man is the second one communication of spirits in the ministry of angels existence of the human soul uh, the fifth one personal responsibility now remember this came, this came out in the 1800s and it's stuff that we do now. Uh, the sixth principle: compensation and retribution hereafter for all the good and evil deeds done on earth. The seventh: eternal progress open to every human soul. So I mean, there's more what each one means, but they believe in these seven principles. And well, and what the beauty of this is, and what I really try to get across through 1111 Talk Radio and specifically through 1111 Magazine, is. We can have as many different types of philosophies around this world as we have, but there are certain core truths, certain pearls that exist in everyone that are the same. And when I read through these, these are no different than what I read in many of the other books, which just lets people, if if they could just understand that we're all so much the same and that we just need to live by a certain code, a certain truth that really honors one another, that really takes responsibility, that really understands that we create our reality and we create the retribution that, that, that happens after that. And so I, I thought this was a powerful chapter to place in here, and I really appreciated the fact that it was. Well, I wanted the people to know where I studied and how I studied. It's great to give a message from, um, to a mother in the audience who lost a son. Um, that's great. But also, um, I don't just do messages. I try to give a little philosophy 
So if they don't go home with a message from someone on the other side, at least they're going home with a little more knowledge um, before then when they walked in. You know, I've grown up in uh, the Bible Belt South. I'm an Indian by by heritage, but I've grown up pretty much in the United States and, and in the, the Bible Belt South. So it's very conservative here. And the thing that I've discovered here, I'm not sure if it's everywhere else in the country, but I know that here in particular, there's a lot of fear when it comes to things like mediums and psychics and, you know, what's going on on the other side and do we come back and is there reincarnation? And the one thing that I want people to notice is you have really spoken a lot. Um, you've spoken about the Lord's Prayer. You've spoken about God. You've spoken about spiritual principle and spiritualism. So there is a connection between these two uh, for you and for many others. We're not getting away from anything that is pure and holy by being able to access people that have passed on. Well, yeah. Um, I was raised Catholic. Um, I have a very... Uh, uh, big love for um, the Virgin Mary, Lady of Fatima, Lourdes, and I always grow up that way, and I believe in Jesus and God, and I look at this ability I have. It's part of the soul. The soul is amazing, and as a soul, you come with these soul gifts, which your psychic abilities, your intuitive abilities. Everyone has it. Everyone has felt that intuitive nudge. Coming from the soul, it comes with a package, and I believe that that's God's way of saying you've, you have this tool to stay connected to me. And, but, you know, in the Bible, it also says here, and I'm not going to go on a, a soapbox or anything about it, but in the Bible it says, you know, stay away from fortune tellers and soothsayers. I'm not a fortune teller. I'm not a soothsayer. In the Bible, there's mediums, they talk about uh, spirits appearing um, all through the Bible. They, t- they talk about mediums. So it's, it's in there. So, and I respect that. I respect people's beliefs and you know, some people are really into the Bible, and you got uh, the born-again Christians. And, and I just tell them, look, this is an ability. And if they see someone whose who heart is healed a little, and I tell them, it's, it's not me. It's, it's, a, it's a gift from God. It's the people on the other side. You know, I hope it helps. You know, if someone walks away, someone, with saying this, well, how could he have known that? Or if I opened a door that they never thought they'd step through or a window that they never thought they'd look through, I think I did, I did, I think I did my job. Absolutely, and, and the repeated number of stories throughout the book illustrate the degree of peace that people get to when they connect to someone through you or they understand that someone is okay even though that they may have died tragically in, in this life. It's, it's amazing the ability of transformation that occurs in not just one person but maybe their entire family by having that understanding. So thank you for elaborating uh, so that we give a different perspective for those that might be questioning is, you know, should I, should I interact with this type of stuff and these kinds of people or not? Because I think education is very key in helping us understand that we have to gain different perspectives. I, I agree. I, I don't want people, don't let this, there are some people who take this ability, I mean, take this subject matter, and that's all that they think, feel, eat. And I tell them, stop. This is meant to be part of your life. You're a physical being, but you're also a spiritual being. It, you, it has to be 50-50, because I see some people over and over again, the same faces, the same faces, and uh, they're so obsessed with the subject, and I say, you've got to stop. It's, I, I am not a leader. I can do this and you know, help you, you know, but I want people to go on and do their own thing. So I tell people, remember, you're a physical being, you're a spiritual being. 
divide the time up. Don't go one way or the other too far. Wonderful. In the beginning, you talked a lot about one of the things that you learned is that it's okay to ask for help. And that was something that you actually allowed in the beginning as well when you started with the group in England and you were able to receive the support and the courage and the confidence and and allow yourself to unfold into your abilities in a very gentle way like that. How important is it for us to find that soul family or that connection of like-minded people to support us in the journey, particularly if we have specific gifts such as yours? Oh, it's so important. My newsletter that I, um, people can check out on my site that I give uh, every other week, this Monday's topic that just passed was finding your tribe, mm. finding your tribe. And we, we're, we're, we all want to belong to a group. We all want to belong um, somewhere. So I tell a lot of people, when you follow a spiritual path, I mean, you know that sometimes you're alone. You know, you, uh, sometimes it can be an alone path. It doesn't have to be that way. So I try to tell people, um, and I said in this newsletter, um, if you, I, I believe like attracts like, synchronistic events. You keep following what you're doing, you will attract the people. Be, it's okay to talk about it. Someone may be into astrology or self-help, new age. They're afraid to talk about it at work. Then all of a sudden, you're in the Xerox room or making copies, and someone turns to you and says, you know what, I had this dream. And then you start talking to them, and they're going to say, oh, my God, I, am, I, I love this stuff, but they have no one to talk to. Try to find a friend who has the same interest. Are there any workshops in that area? Go together. There's, there's many online communities, too. You do not have to be alone with your spiritual search. So it is important. And I was lucky when I, because it's kind of hard to develop your ability on your own. That's why I say take a class so you can... So you can practice with other people, so you know you're right, you're wrong. That's how I learned. I sat with a bunch of mediums, and I got to give off the evidence as they guided me, and, you know, I was blessed. You have to give it off so you can see where your mistakes are, what you got right, what you got wrong. And you studied mediumship. That was one thing I found very interesting, the way it was phrased, that I studied mediumship, and you spoke about a word called transfiguration. Will you talk a little bit about oh that? Oh, my God, yes. That's in the book. Um, people say, in the book, it's not just the past, about the past seven or eight years. There's stuff in the book I couldn't talk about in my first book. Why? People needed to get to know me first through my books. The first one was biographical, and then I went into the teaching books, and now this one's biographical also. So there was an incident, and you just stopped me if we, you know, I think we got time. Yeah. I was, I was a student, and I heard about transfiguration. Transfiguration medium is quite rare. Mediumship like that is quite rare because you have to sit for development a very long time. It's when a medium sits with you, they close their eyes, go into trance, and you see, um, well, I'll tell you about the experience I had there. Um, I was a student. Someone said, John, there's a transfigura- transfiguration medium that's coming to Bristol. Would you like to go? And I'm like, yeah. So I sat there in the audience, and remember, skeptical. In comes this guy. He was a short little man, very round, totally bald head. And he sat on stage, and there was a red light there. Why a red light? Because ectoplasm is being used, which is the substance from the body. It's an, it's an etheric film that comes from uh, the medium. And I see this man. He trances, goes into trance, closes his eyes. There's no trap doors, no mirrors, just a blank stage at a church with a red light. So what I noticed was I saw this film come up in front of him, this mist, and um, I'm, I'm shaking my, my head, closing my eyes, saying, am I really seeing this? 
and I saw a face push through. You could see the medium's face behind the mist, but a face started pushing through the mist. And I saw the eyes go slanted. I saw a, a thin mustache and a long beard. So I looked to the, my friends beside me and other students. I said, what are you seeing? And they said, a Chinaman. I looked to my right, what are you seeing? A Chinaman. I wanted to make sure that everyone was seeing a Chinaman, not just what they thought they wanted to see. It was his guide coming through. I saw women's faces pushed through, children and men's faces. Um, and that's the spirit's faces pushing through the ectoplasm. That's, that's, that was, they were able to manipulate that substance to be able to allow their faces to be yes. seen. Very, very rare, yes. And that's, and that's what happened. And wow. A face pushed through. He called out a name, and he said, John, he looked in my direction. And I'm like, and people are like, stand up. I went, no. <laughs> and then they, they called it again. He says, John, it's me, Michael. And that got my attention. And I saw a tear going down his face, and the face said, um, John, please tell my family I didn't mean to do it. Wow. Wow. Is that, is that a break? Uh, you can go a little longer. <laughs> okay. okay. And um, I stood up. I said, hi, I'm John. He said, John, it's Michael. Please tell my family I didn't mean to do it. Little did anybody know. Nobody knew this. Two weeks earlier, my friend Cindy, her brother Michael, um, died of a heroin overdose. They never knew if it was a suicide or um, if it was an accident. Well, here's a, 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 a young man's face pushing through, saying his name, Michael. Please tell my family I didn't mean to do it. And it kind of looked like him. Now, remember, it wasn't like all these faces were crystal clear, but you could see the eyes, the facial features, and that's transfiguration medium. It's very, very rare and very awesome to watch. It was, it's amazing. It's so that's why I waited. I couldn't say that in the first book. I needed people to get to know me before I start talking about that kind of paranormal activity. And that's the kinds of stories that are in this book, The Spirit Whisperer by John Holland. I really urge you to get it because every story that's in this book will just move you, whether it is the personal story of another family going through something and connecting to someone or one of John's own experiences as how he really grew this gift that he has to be able to touch thousands and thousands of people all over the world. John Holland is the author of the best-selling Born Knowing and now the author of Spirit Whisperer. You can connect with him at johnholland.com and we'll be right back with a little bit more. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Just what is Skills USA? Skills USA specifically prepares you for the workforce. Skills USA empowers students to connect with a network of people. Skills USA allows students to connect with business and industry, to manage their education, and to really get a feel of the real world. Find out more on the web at skillsusa.org. Experience higher love, an archangelic journey into ascended joy and authentic living. Your hosts, Sri Ram Ka and Kira Ra, will assist you to open your heart, expand your love, and be ever-present with true joy. Your journey with Sri and Kira begins right here on the 7th Wave Network with Higher Love, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. 
Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Listening on a higher dimension. 7th Wave Network. Listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Well, obviously, one hour is not long enough with John Holland, so if you'd like to have more of him, definitely visit his own radio show on Hay House Radio. And that show is called... uh, Spirit Connections. Spirit Connections, so definitely connect with him there. Definitely get the book Spirit Whisperer, because we didn't go into even half of this book yet, and I have a whole list of questions I could have asked. So you can find out more about signs and symbols, and you know I'm the 1111 lady and how much signs mean to me and to so many millions of people all over the world seeing that sign, but there are many different types of signs and symbols that are calling cards from heaven, and you can learn about that if you have children that are psychic. And in every family, there is one. There is one of us people that uh, asks the questions, that wants to know why we're here, that wants to know something deeper, that's a little bit more sensitive, and we can really help to rear those children in a special way that they're nurtured and cared for. And then he also goes into animal communication, uh, which are our spiritual companions. And you said something during the break that I'd love to just ask a quick question about, mm-hmm. and that was that you said animals, too, have soul contracts. Sure, sure. And w- what I say, too, uh, are you different? But I also say now, are you different or are you more awake? Mm. You see what I mean? We're just more awake than some people. And yes. a friend of mine said to me, now, I'm one of five children. I am so different than my other four children. I mean, the other four kids, my mom's children. And I said to a uh, friend once, Robert Ohado, he's a great uh, intuitive life strategist, I said, Robert, how can, we be, how can I so be so different than my brothers and sisters? And he said, John, two, two twins can be born. One can go on, um, goes on and has a, becomes an addict. Another one goes on to be a heart surgeon. Um, soul contract, it's not the parents' fault all the time. You know, it isn't. You know, I'm raised with the same parents, and we're all different, but I was, I was born more awake. Soul contract. Just like animals, you think you get an animal for you. That animal is meant to be in your life. They have a contract with us, just like we have a contract with them. So it's not just about um, thinking that they're here for us. They are, don't get me wrong, but we're we're here also for them. They learned also. They um, they They definitely have a soul contract with us. And whatever animal, whether it's adopted or comes to you or you get one or you go to a breeder, that animal is meant to be in your life. It, by contract, I believe. 
Well, that's a very interesting subject, and I think if you have an animal, that one chapter alone is, is definitely something to read. I did have some questions come in as we posted on social media that you were going to be on the show, and we don't have enough time to go through all of them, but I'd like to at least try to get to a couple of them. Uh, one of the readers... Uh, one of the listeners asked that if there's someone that you've fought with or angry with and they've passed away, do you have a chance to reconcile with them? Absolutely. A father and daughter will have an argument. The daughter doesn't speak to the father. The father has a sudden heart attack and, and, and passes away. The daughter here, total regret. Oh, my God, she has regret. He, he, went, he went to the other side not liking me. That's not true. Many times that father will come through and say, it was my fault. They do not take that there. They do not take the regret, the hate, the anger there with them. It's okay. They forgive you just like you can say, I forgive you. You don't need a medium for, to say that. Your loved ones are just a thought away. That's what I say all the time. Your loved ones are just a thought away. If you fought with your dad or a relative, say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They get your thought. It's easy. They get your thought. They do not take that there. And what do they do on the other side? Good question. Um, I've never had the experience to, and nor do I want to, to die and come back. Um, I, I was in that automobile accident, and people said it was a near-death experience. No, 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 I almost died. A near-death experience is when you, your heart stops, and then, they, then you come back. I've had um, people say, uh, grandmother say, tell her I'm on the porch in the garden, the same place. Some people uh, working with children, some young adults. 17, 18, 19 years old, they go on to help kids out of past, too. I can only go by what they're telling me that they're doing. Have I had a vision or seen what that other side looks like? No. I do know that it's a higher frequency, but the people who have come back and the people on the other side talk about uh, Brian Weiss did a past life regression with me, and what I saw in that in-between place, the colors, you, you can't describe it in physical words. It was just so vibrant. So I believe that they can do exactly what we're doing here. And um, they, they talk about schools over there. They talk about hospitals. So I can't wait to go. I can wait a while before I go to the other side, but I'll go when it's my time. But I think they can do whatever they want, okay? And I think it's almost like our world, but different. Well, I think it's a little naive and a little narcissistic for us to believe that we're the ones that exist and that there's nothing else. So there has to be more. There yep. has to be a lot of other realms. There has to be other veils or curtains that we can walk through in other uh, earth schools or other types of schools that we go to to learn different lessons. So Absolutely. I, I really appreciate you being on 1111 Talk Radio. It's been an honor for me, and I know definitely a gift to my listeners. So thank you so much for the work that you do, for the books you continuously to put out there, and for the hard you, you so compassionately and lovingly heal. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Simon. You can connect with John Holland at johnholland.com, order Spirit Whisperer, and if you haven't read some of his other books, definitely get to Power of the Soul and Born Knowing as well. I want to thank you for helping to bring 1111 Talk Radio to 102,000 listeners. I'm really grateful for that. And also for 1111 Magazine to be honored this May at Book American Expo as the leading self-coaching life enhancement magazine today. This next
next issue will feature John Holland, Deepak Chopra, Keisha Crowther, and Ram Dass releasing March the 1st at Barnes & Noble nationally or by subscription at 1111mag.com. My guest next week is Marianne Williamson, an internationally acclaimed spiritual teacher. Six of her ten published books have been New York Times bestsellers. Four of these have been number one New York Times bestsellers. A Return to Love is considered a must-read of the new spirituality. We will be discussing her latest book, A Course in Weight Loss, 21 Spiritual Lessons for Surrendering Your Weight Forever. I hope you'll join me, and until then, be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of conscious choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens. We'll be right back.